0: What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about sunset photography and really, why is that such a great time of the day to photograph? Reason being, or long story short, is it provides you with some of the most perfect light that you can can possibly have when it comes to capturing your images. And I'm talking about this today because I have a, engagement shoot scheduled for this weekend. And we're planning it for around sunset. And there's a lot of things that come into play when planning a sunset shoot because time is of the essence when you really do have, a give or take, about an hour. Um, that's why they call it the golden hour. You have about an hour to work with. Um, I want to make sure that I'm meeting my couple at least 10 to 20 minutes before the scheduled shoot. This is to ensure that we're able to get parking at the location that we're going to and that we're then able to either walk or, or make our way to wherever it is that we need to be for this shoot. Now we are going to uh, a local area. It's um, the dunes and So parking isn't necessarily close. We have to park a ways and then walk uh, to get to the dunes. And from there, they also wanted to partake in some ocean photos after the sun has set. And now this can be a little bit tricky. I don't really promise or guarantee anything when it comes to anything after the sun has set, because there are a lot of variables that I think as a photographer, you have to take into consideration. One of which is if it's overcast or it's a cloudy day, once that sun is gone, your light is almost immediately dissipated. There's no blue hour. There's no twilight. It's just sunset, then dark. And I found myself in that position on one occasion, and that's why I don't promise or I don't let anybody, I don't put anybody under the impression that we're going to shoot or we're going to photograph after the sun has set. I just, I merely say, well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what the the elements or the weather permits. And so, yeah, we're, we're meeting 20 minutes before our photography session, our engagement session, and we're going to make our way out to the dunes. They have, what's really great is they've already put together like a Pinterest folder or like a lookbook of poses that they already want. So though this is at my, at my local beach and I'm familiar with the area and I'm, I've done more than one engagement session, so I'm familiar with poses, a lot of times couples have ideas of what they would like, images that they would like captured of themselves. So I always welcome that. If anybody has done their research on Pinterest, and they they want to bring that sort of lookbook uh, with them to the photo session, it's highly encouraged. I highly encourage it. However, and it's a big, sort of a big like, well, we can't be on our phone the entire time because then that takes away from capturing images. Most of these engagement sessions anyways, they they are typically one hour, anything longer than that it's seldom like it's, it's very rare that I've had a photo session go longer than that uh, for engagements. Um, Of course meeting 20 minutes before plus the walk back clearly, but from the time that the camera is capturing images to the time that I pack up my lenses and we are done, that's usually one hour, a one hour window. So I do try to speed things along and we can look at multiple images between poses and things like that. And I really try to hurry up and I don't try to, I guess, dwell or not really dwell, but take too much time on one pose. Again, it, it's going to be around sunset. And so time really is, it's fleeting at that moment. <laughs> you have like a very limited amount of time that you can work with and you want to make the most of it as a photographer, having a lot of sort of images in the back of my mind or poses in the back of my mind makes it really easy to guide people in between certain things. Or if someone has a brief description of what the pose looks like, uh, more often than not, it's, it's one that I've done or it's one that I've seen. So we can very quickly uh, transition into that. And so that's, that's pretty much what I'm planning for. Mentally, I I like to prepare myself prior to to any any photo session, and really just try to play out how how I plan to approach uh, the day. And it'll be on a weekend, so I have plenty of time to ensure that my gear is charged, that my lenses are clean. Uh, going to the beach, it is notorious. Like no matter how good you are, you will get sand on your lenses in one way shape or form that rogue gust of wind um even ocean spray if you're if you're near the water you're going to get some some type of mist on your camera so these are all things that are to be expected and though i i make it a point to clean my gear before i go to any photo shoot um i make doubly so to pack cleaning equipment so uh, an air blower as well as a microfiber cloth and even a brush because you don't really want to rub sand across your lens even though the glass is very hardened. um, It's just something that I would rather brush or blow off than try to wipe with a, um, a microfiber cloth. So once we get to one of the things that I am still kind of thinking about though in the back of my mind after they had asked about when the sun is set and they want to capture photos uh in the water is how that twilight or not really twilight how that blue hour is really going to work um it it can be a little bit more dreamy uh the just the atmosphere and the lighting it's it's more like like a dream so the images that i'm trying to envision poses I'm trying to envision to take advantage of that um or things that run through my mind or uh, are currently running through my mind prior to to getting ready to go on the shoot um all in all I think that sunset photography is is probably the best time for anybody to to capture photos is it the time that everybody's going to be available no. I've had individuals or clients that have wanted to schedule during high noon. The lighting is in no way flattering. It is very hard shadows. I I find that I'm looking for things like trees and and walls to provide some some kind of shade. But if if you at all have the ability to convince or implore that your clients or potential clients uh, work around the sunset hour, I would highly encourage that because it just makes everything so much more easy. The editing process is smoother. The lighting is just amazing. And it just makes for a much better experience from beginning to end being out there in nature, capturing images with perfect lighting, bringing those images back to your studio or to your home and editing them, It's just makes the process that much faster. Um, when it comes to doing like weddings and stuff, I try or I would love it if every wedding wrapped up around sunset and by wrapped up, I mean the ceremony wrapped up around sunset. That way, I could go with the couple and capture amazing sunset images. But even those are like, it's it's anybody's guess. I mean, some weddings they'll end or the ceremony will wrap a lot sooner. Talking one, maybe two o'clock, uh, then they we can capture images and then it's reception and then or dinner, I should say, and then the dancing and and what comes after. So very seldom do, do weddings even, uh, land around the sunset hour. So if you guys are able to do that, I would, I would definitely encourage it. I, I know that I try to encourage all my clients to go for sunset shoots every time <laughs> it's a, any kind of shoot works in the sunset. I mean, family shoots, engagements, senior portraits. I mean, any kind of portraits, um, if you're doing t- like say modeling or anything like that, I would maybe step out the comfort zone and work with creatively using hard shadows uh there's a local photographer he he photographs any time of the day, even during like insanely bright sunny days um I don't know how he's able to capture some of the images and even though i I'm looking at his work and I try to piece together. Uh, that that thought process that goes into uh, his creations, but even then, it's creatively. I guess you can you can use uh, working around any other time of the day as as a benefit to you. Um, lenses I'll be taking on this shoot. I like. I'm I'm starting to keep my my sessions a little bit more minimalistic in regards to what I'm carrying with me. So. In early on in my photography, just sort of career, I guess you can say, um, I would pack everything, (laughs) literally like a one man band with two camera bodies, every lens that I own, cleaning cloths, extra SD cards, you name it. It was in my bag, tripods, point and shoot for behind the scene video. Uh, Now it's one camera body. I may, because we're on the beach, carry a camera strap. Um, if it's local, if it's like in an urban or any type of other area other than beach sand type of environment, um, I'll usually omit or um, not pack the camera strap because I find I don't need it or I can just lay my camera on the ground and I don't have an issue. Um, but for for this shoot, I may be packing a camera strap, uh, one camera body, my Nikon D500 and my 85 and my 50 mil Um, engagement sessions, especially on the beach. There's nothing you really need to capture wide. And I say that personally, there's nothing I need to capture wide, whatever you guys feel artistically that you want to capture. If you want to take a super wide angle lens, I mean, that's you. I don't know your creative um, workflow. I don't know your approach, but the beach out here, in this area, there's there's really nothing uh, to look at. Um, a super wide-angle lens, maybe to ca- capture the rolling um, sand dunes, uh, that would be something. But even then, I don't mind running uh, farther away just to capture a wide image with a 50 and calling that good. Uh, the Just... The fifty and my eighty-five mil are just tack sharp. My wide-angle lens is not really the greatest. I use it when I have to uh, for large group photos, but it's nothing that I I really bank on. Uh, I've had a friend let me borrow his wide-angle lens. That's a a little sharper, but it's just such a huge piece of glass to carry, and it was a um a prime. So I couldn't even use it as a Zoom anyways, if I wanted to. Um, In lieu of like the 50 to the 85, excuse me. I think that if I had the, what is it? The 25 to 70, uh, that would probably just be one lens that I would carry with me. And that's it for engagement sessions, family sessions, all of these like one hour sessions. portraits and headshots clearly you want more compression so you're going to take something like a 70 to 200 or i would use if it came the primes my 85 or what is it a 100 or 105 mil um, i would use one of those primes and call that good but for for this shoot it's just going to be two lenses um i've always just scratched the surface on filling uh one memory card so I'll bring one for backup, but i don't I don't really rapid fire when I'm out there photographing i I like to take my time with respect to the hour that I have to work with um and just shoot in short bursts so to ensure that I capture something sharp uh You never know if someone's gonna blink or it's just gonna be a weird little movement or the wind, the elements I have to think about. So hair might blow into the shot. Um, so I really try to take the time to quickly peek at the viewfinder uh, once once the images have been captured. That way I can see at a glance uh, if I at least captured what I was looking for and I'll assess the scene uh, very quickly and I can more often than not capture it the first time. And if not, then... Almost guaranteed to capture the, the image the second time. So shooting outdoors in the sunset, being minimal about what I carry with me. Again, we have a minor hike to go on, so it's not like it's not like I need to take nothing with me, like just one camera body and one lens, but I've done a shoot where we literally had to hike. And this was back when I was carrying all of my gear. And it's tough. It's not easy. I mean, I have much respect to, to um, people who camp and carry those heavy, heavy backpacks, 75-pound backpacks, or even military who have to, to hike with those 75-pound bags on their back. But as a photographer, if I don't need it, I'm not bringing it. Um, and I try to, I try very hard to be okay with that sometimes because there are times where I have been on the location and it's like, man, if I had this lens or if I had say before I sold my drone, uh, if I had brought my drone and again, that was like one more thing that I was bringing with me and it's just, it becomes too much. At, at, at some point, you've got to ask, where's your limit? Where's your limit on what you want to bring? Um, there's another local photographer. and She she just comes out with one camera and a 50-millimeter 50, uh, 50 prime, and that's it. And that's all you, like, really, that's all you kind of need. Um, if it's not portraits or headshots, and that's wide enough on a full-frame sensor camera and it has enough compression and typically is sharp enough to give you really, really great images. Uh, she was shooting with a Canon, so if you want to talk things like colors or color processes and stuff like that, um, Canons are much different than Nikon. They, they, your sunset images in a Canon will look a little bit different just because of the color technology that each of these cameras use. So, but again, for the most part, I've, they're gonna look at the raw files that before she had edited our images, uh, when we hired her as our, as our photographer for engagement session, and very minimal editing was required. Um, sunset is just an amazing time. If there's no clouds, I'm not too concerned with that. I mean, sometimes when you don't have something in the background, having it blown out isn't too much of an issue. Um, The dune should provide enough of a, a backdrop for these images, enough to work with with regards to finding leading lines. In the ocean, I'll probably try not to capture too much of the horizon and I'll try to aim down at the couple, so I'm shooting, sort of top, looking down, and maybe get more of that blue water, or depending on how murky it is, I don't really know. Um, the water, I can I can make it blue, <laughs> but these are, if it sounds like rambling, they're definitely things that are are going through in my mind, just a being in prep mode, I guess, and getting ready getting ready for these shoots so that's it that's all i've got for you guys today sunset photography being minimalistic in my in my process whatever you guys pack i mean you do you it's 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 different for everybody and we're all creatives and and we all have our own different approaches i'm not going to say that there aren't times that i'm out there with minimalistic gear and thinking i wish i had brought this that or the other So, and I'm sure that there's times where some of you, you have all of your gear and even then you find yourself in a position where, man, I wish I had this lens and you just don't have it. Or I wish I had this tripod or I wish I had uh, a drone for this shot. So we all find ourselves in these positions sometimes uh, as creatives and it's all a part of the process. So I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to these podcasts. Your continued support is, is just more than overwhelming. I, I enjoy recording these and, and making it a part of my sort of creative toolbox or toolkit, uh, not just capturing images, but actually just talking about the craft and making kind of a, a dialogue or maybe a vlog. I'm not really quite sure what this would be when you have video involved for those of you who watch on YouTube um, and for those of you who don't. Uh, You can also find an audio version. Or if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're listening to the audio version. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's also an audio version. That's better. (laughs) There's also an audio version on iTunes. You can just uh, search Ramon Campamore or the Photographer's Podcast. And you should be able to find it. iTunes, Google Play Store. I'm also on Stitcher. However, I'm not quite sure how all of these sort of podcast distribution, um, spaces work. I know that iTunes and Google have been very good. Uh, you can also visit the website. I've recently updated my podcast page so you guys can submit questions. If you have a question for me or you have a topic that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, there's a little box. It says name and email. I don't think I put those as required. Um, so, you can always ask a question anonymously. And then there's two little check boxes because I have this photography podcast. And then I also have like a more personal, just talk about anything podcast. So, whichever one of these that you're listening to, uh, you guys can submit questions and I'll culminate these questions as they come in and possibly answer them direct or answer them well, not answer them direct, but answer them on the podcast that was the intent so (laughs) that's what i'll do and yeah again thank you guys and as always till next time see ya